You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. I really do. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast in the state of Wisconsin, and the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today's episode is brought to you by Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin, working hard to bring you what's possible for your health. The Freighter and MCW Health Network is transforming the way care is delivered to make it easier for you to connect with the best of academic medicine when and where you need it. Today's episode is also brought to you by Brewtown Trading Co. Brewtown is the number one destination in Wisconsin for buying, selling, and trading sports cards and memorabilia, and they're giving away Packers, Bears, tickets. Check them out on social media or stop into their store for more information. Just tell them I sent you. Brewtown, home of the hobby's biggest hits. In fact, someone entered that contest yesterday via Twitter. I retweeted them from the Locked On Packers Twitter account. And if you enter, I will retweet you too. So if you want to shamelessly try and get followers, it's a great way to do it. It is a great way to do it. It is Expert Tuesday. Olivia Reiner from Packer News and JS uh, is on the show today to talk about the Packers matchup with the Dallas Cowboys. I will say uh, we recorded just before Adam Schefter broke the news on Monday Night Countdown. And so we had a chance to talk about what would happen if Devontae Adams couldn't go. And we were operating under the assumption that we didn't have enough information there. Now, I, I still think it is fair to say we don't have a definitive answer on this and that is where we're going to start today Adam Schefter reported Monday night that the Packers do not expect Devontae Adams to be ready to go by Sunday for Packers Cowboys I don't have to tell you what a big deal this is for the Green Bay Packers Devontae Adams uh, had a career game on Thursday and was basically uncoverable The Dallas Cowboys defense has been stout. It was stout again on Sunday despite the loss, and they have a very good secondary. That means a depleted Packers receiving core is now going to go to Dallas to try and win a football game without their best skill position player. And that means a lot of different things for the Green Bay Packers offense. Number one, it means we need to see the version of Aaron Rodgers that we saw on Thursday. The guy who is pinpoint accurate, the guy who can extend plays with his legs, that is willing to get the ball out quickly in the in the rhythm passing game and let his guys run with the ball after the catch. That has to be the version of Rodgers we get. We have to get the destroyer of worlds Rodgers. And that means uh, a, a game plan that includes those things, to be sure. And that means Matt LaFleur has to do 
a version of coaching that we haven't seen yet. We haven't seen yet the version of this offense that includes all of the interesting uh, wrinkles that get guys wide open, that scheme guys free, that take the burden off the quarterback when it comes to making plays in the passing game. We haven't really seen that version of the offense yet. And I thought we would see some of it this week, uh, especially with the Packers saying, oh, you know, we want to get all of these plays, our greatest hits out there. We didn't really see that. The, the version of the greatest hits that we saw was put Rodgers in shotgun, uh, play with three receivers, and let Devontae Adams cook this overwhelmed Philadelphia Eagles defense. And that worked. Now, I, I think Green Bay is going to have a little bit better time running the ball this week, uh, even though the Dallas Cowboys have a formidable front. Uh, they do not have the same sort of interior defensive linemen that Philadelphia does, but they do have impressive linebackers in Leighton Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith. And, of course, we're going to go through a full scouting report on Locked On Packers all week. So it, it, that's not something that you have to worry about. But uh, the passing game has to be more married to the run game. Green Bay cannot abandon it the way that it did against Philadelphia because you don't have Devontae Adams. So you're going to have to play with better balance. You have to play a little bit more out of play action to try and create opportunities in decision. This is, this is the week for Matt LaFleur to do his best Kyle Shanahan impression, his best Sean McVay impression. And I think the, the train sailed on Sean McVay. That's an Austin Powers reference for those of you who, who got it. Um, I know a train can't sail. Uh, the, the offense that Green Bay is running is much more Kyle Shanahan than Sean McVay. And that's okay because you watch what happened with Cincinnati on Monday and they are trying to run something that cl more closely approximates the Rams offense. And when you don't have the personnel, when you don't have Todd Gurley and Brandon Cooks and, and Cooper Cup and Robert Woods and Andrew Whitworth, it becomes a lot harder to run that offense. Now, Green Bay has some of those personnel. They have some of those guys. But when you don't have Devontae Adams, now you don't have that, that playmaking receiver. I think Green Bay's offensive line can handle the test in this game. Aaron Jones needs to get going a little bit in the run game. That's going to be... You know, it's going to be tough. You know, I, th I said I thought it would be a little bit easier than it was against Dallas. It may be a little bit easier than it was against Philadelphia, but it is still going to be difficult. And no doubt, the game plan for Dallas is going to be make Aaron Rodgers beat them. And that's a weird thing to say, but it's true because Devontae Adams is not in the ball game. And then the third part of this, so you need Aaron Rodgers to play well. You need Matt LaFleur to bring some of that creativity, to bring some of those those wrinkle plays, those specials, plays that I thought we would see on the goal line, for example, when Green Bay needed something late in the game, but we didn't see. And then what the Packers need is for one of these receivers to step forward. They need that breakout Marquez Valdez-Scantling game, the one that was like, oh, he really can be a legitimate number two receiver, which is what he is. They need that game from Geronimo Allison where he has eight catches for 120 and a touchdown. They need that game from, you know, Darius Shepard where you just go, wait, how did this guy go undrafted? And he catches six balls for 85 yards and a score. And he takes a jet sweep for 25. 
I mean, that is the kind of game that that you need from these guys. Now, certainly, I think there's a good chance this is a low-scoring game, and so you, you might not need a lot of points. I mean, I think it's going to be similar in nature to the 12-10 the game we saw on Sunday. No Tyron Smith for the Dallas Cowboys. We found that out on Monday. High ankle sprain for him. And so that leaves the Packers and, and Dallas each without key cogs in their offenses. When, when Dallas didn't have Tyron Smith the last two years, their offense really struggled because they could not protect Dak Prescott. And Cameron Fleming, who's going to play for him, is just not good enough. He's just not good enough. And against Zedarius and Preston Smith, they're going to need more production out of him than they're likely to get. This has to be a game where Green Bay's defense bounces back. So now we've got four things, four things that need to happen just because Devontae Adams is hurt. If Devontae Adams is in this game, the defense can just be okay. If Devontae Adams is in this game, Aaron Rodgers can just be okay. If Devontae Adams is in this game, Matt LaFleur, as a play caller and a play stacker and, and, and a game decision maker, can just be okay because Devontae Adams can win you a game almost by himself. That's how good a receiver he is. His presence allows the guys around him to not be quite as good. And I don't mean the other receivers. I mean other important facets of this team. With his injury, if he is not in, they need all these other aspects to be cleaner, to be better, to be more effective if they want to beat Dallas in Dallas. Now, I, I do think Dallas looks a little bit more mortal than they looked in beating up on cupcakes earlier in their season. I mean, they, the first real team they played held them down on defense, and the def, but Dallas's defense still looks good. Now, against Teddy Bridgewater, I get it. But Sean Payton is still one of the best play callers in football. Alvin Kamara is still a monster. Michael Thomas is one of the best receivers in football. So, you know, it's not like they were playing our sisters of perpetual sorrow. This is not some, you know, FCS team. <laughs> you know, it's the New Orleans Saints at home. So they, they you know, the defense is still going to bring it. This is going to be a low scoring game. Green Bay is going to have to win a game 14-10, 13-10, 14-13. 16-14, something like that. It's not going to be like that divisional playoff game a few years ago, and that's okay. But if Devontae Adams not playing in the game dulls your excitement for it, the best way to pick that excitement back up, put a little action on the football game. And if you're going to do that and make the game even more exciting, I suggest you do it at mybookie.ag. No one gives you more ways to win than they do. MyBookie has the fastest payouts and the best lines of any sports book. Don't forget, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on, and MyBookie.ag is the best in the business. They have live in-game betting and the best player perks in the business. Plus, right now, they will double your first deposit. Double your first deposit. Basically giving you money. If you go to MyBookie.ag, use the promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. If you go to MyBookie, and you go to the front page, they, they have a special place right on the homepage for you to throw in that promo code. So use Locked On to activate the offer, and they will double your first deposit at MyBookie. You play, you win, you get paid. You're worried about the Packers injury report. I get it. But what happens when you wind up on the injury report? 
The Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network is transforming the way healthcare is delivered to make it easier for you to connect with the best of academic medicine when and where you need it. But what exactly is academic medicine anyway? First, it's rare. There are only 120 academic medical centers in the country. The Freighter and MCW Network is one of only two in the state and the only one in eastern Wisconsin. Academic medicine makes possible leading-edge primary and specialty care, research to find innovative cures for complex diseases, and the education of the next generation of healthcare professionals. It's like having a two-time MVP quarterback under center. You know you're in good hands, and you might just see things you never thought possible. Freighter and MCW physicians have been part of many scientific discoveries of new ways to prevent and treat diseases. Still wondering what academic medicine offers you? Visit www.freighter.com academic. The Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network. This is what is possible. All right, let's get to Olivia Reiner. She is a multimedia reporter covering the Packers and all Wisconsin sports, well, at least the Brewers and the Bucks. For the Journal Sentinel, go to Packer News and find her work. You can follow her on Twitter at Reiner Olivia. Olivia, thanks for joining Locked on Packers. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Always happy to chat a little bit about what's going on in the Packer world. So we were just chatting before we got on here that we are coming up on your one-year anniversary. And I think it's it's an appropriate way to get into the questions about this team overcoming adversity. You were in the locker room. You were following this team when they went through some really ugly stuff with Mike McCarthy. It seems to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, that this team has a different sort of energy about it this year. Have you sensed that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there definitely seems to be a big difference. I think coming in last year and not knowing really what the locker room had been like for years under Mike McCarthy, it was hard for me to really say that there was a problem because I didn't know any better. It was easy for me to turn to some of my (laughs) colleagues and and hear what they had to say and hear what was different in their minds about the locker room or just the vibe. I think vibe is a word that was used a lot. And that was really useful for me. But I think when I was asked, like, "Eh, you know, what seems off? What seems different? I'm like, well, this is all I know. So now having a year under my belt, I have a better sense of what that locker room was like and how it compares to the locker room now. And there definitely is a different vibe. I think it's not just a a Matt LaFleur thing coming in and bringing in his way of leading the team, but I also think it has a lot to do with the free agents they acquired in the offseason, especially Preston and Zedaria Smith. And I think that sense has seeped out into the Packers fandom, at least from what I can tell online. The two of them seem to have a really unique presence, I guess, in the locker room. And they are both very loud. Zedarius especially is, is very loud, but they, um, they like to have a fun time. I think they're both trying to bring back that sense of fun to the locker room. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that Matt LaFleur has also tried to focus on as well. So yeah, it's just, it definitely is different. I think having some youthful leadership at the top makes it a little bit easier for the players to relate to their coaches and to listen to their coaches and to take in what they have to say. It's a little bit different. So it's been definitely interesting for me to see and to finally learn and put into perspective what last season was to the Packers organization. 
Yeah. Uh, and after the game, and, and Jason Wildey wrote a really good piece about this, it, it didn't seem for a team that had lost that they were as discouraged as I think some fans were, uh, especially offensively with the way that that they really clicked. Aaron Rodgers goes over 400 yards. You know, Preston Smith had that great quote, you know, like, this isn't us. Uh, it, it seems like if anything, they're they're a little they're buoyed by the the effort and and the offensive output, and can just say, "Look, we know who we are defensively, and we can be better." Did did it seem to you that that it, I mean, it, that stuff can be hard to tell, but that they were they weren't down on themselves after this one game. Yeah, sure. And if I were the Packers or the Packers organization or a fan, I'd be concerned if they were concerned. It's only game four now, so <laughs> it's definitely early. But as you were saying, yeah, the defense certainly has an identity and they already know that after four games in the season that that game, that performance was not their identity. And Zadarius Smith, I believe, said something to the effect of this isn't us. We don't we don't identify ourselves in one loss. This is there's a whole season. There's a bigger context to this. Um, But kind of how I view it, the defense has an identity. I feel like the offense is still looking for theirs. And that's not Mm -hmm. very hard to see. They can't really hang their hat on very much right now. Um, They certainly had a better game uh, in game four against the Philadelphia Eagles. And we, I think every single week we've seen some sort of improvement. They're getting there, but the team needs to have all cylinders firing at the same time. And so far the first three games, the defense was there. The offense wasn't quite there. Game four, offense got there. Defense wasn't there. So, you know, it works. Sometimes it doesn't work other times, but they're waiting for that game where it just seems like everyone's firing at the same time. And who knows? Will that be on the road against the Dallas Cowboys? Perhaps. We'll find out. (laughs) Yeah, Geronimo Allison said something that I thought was really interesting after the game, uh, that that he's going to be looking and the team is going to be looking to Matt LaFleur. How does he react? How does he respond to this moment? And, you know, I I think we've seen a lot of growth from Matt LaFleur from that opening press conference where he looked (laughs) overwhelmed and, and, you know, he was a little bit deer in headlights to now. It seems like he has grown a lot uh, with that role and, and potentially as a leader on this team. How do you think Matt LaFleur will respond to this? Uh, He has to respond positively, I think. Um, He's been going into every week with the same mindset of we're going 1-0. It's not about what's our record as a whole throughout the season. It's we got to win this week. So they are quickly pivoting. Uh, They've had an extra couple days off, so not so quick, but they have to pivot now to the Dallas Cowboys and figure out what's the best game plan to beat them. So I think, yeah, the best response for him is just to move on I mean, look, if you look at the record three and one, I think most people, myself included, probably would not have guessed that after the first four games of the season, the Packers would be three and one. I would I Mm -hmm. probably wouldn't have guessed that. I didn't guess that. So that, you know, should be great, but they shouldn't be satisfied with that. Uh, No team should ever be satisfied unless, you know, you're you're four and oh, they all they've all got stuff to work on. They've all got to improve and they might be down one of their best offensive players on Sunday, we don't know yet. Devontae Adams still dealing with that turf toe, and Matt LaFleur has been pretty tight-lipped about injuries all season. Today was mm-hmm. no different, so we don't know if he's going yet, but they've got to come up with a plan whether or not they have him or not. 
Yeah, I was going to ask you about Devontae Adams. So this is a, a perfect segue. And it, it, I think there's a lot of fans who wonder if this team has enough. Do they have enough in the passing game? If if it has to be a passing game that focuses around Marquez Valdez, Scantling, Geronimo Allison, Jimmy Graham, is there enough on this roster already? And do they look at, you know, whatever options are out there in terms of trying to add players? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, you look at some of these guys, as you mentioned, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, he's still, in my mind, he's still a developmental guy. I mean, a fifth round pick just a couple mm-hmm. of years ago to put all the expectation in the world on him right now that he needs to be Devonte Adams replacement this Sunday. I mean, that's, that's a big order to fill right there. And I'm not saying he's not capable of doing it or doing it eventually, but I'm just saying that, that that is not who he is right at this very moment. And Devonte Adams mm-hmm. in his second year, third year, whatever, wasn't who he is now naturally, of course. So I don't know if those expectations can be put on Valdez Scantling right now, Um, but he's shown a lot of development already since last season. And I think that eventually the Packers and Aaron Rodgers will be able to rely on him as more than just a a deep threat. It's a great part of his game, but I still think that he's got more to grow into as he moves along in his career. Um, But he's someone certainly to look on. I think Geronimo Allison too, has to step up as well. He's been uh, good so far this season, and I think some people have high expectations for him this year coming out off of an injury last season. Um, Do they have the weapons? I mean, they've got a lot of uh, fifth, sixth round pick wide receivers, undrafted free agent guys who are all good and, you know, again, are developmental and have potential, but it's early and in their careers too, like, you know, Jake Kumaro, Darius Shepard, they've got a lot of time ahead of them to develop. And it's, it's tough looking right now, uh, asking those guys to be the guys to step up. Um, but they have no choice at this point, unless like you said, they go out and they look for someone else, which, Hey, you know what? We know Brian Gutekunst has the, the capability and the desire to go out, shake up the roster as he sees fit. I, you know, I wouldn't put it past him, but who knows? Listen up, Packer fans. Here is your opportunity to win free tickets to the Bears-Packers game week 15. This game could be for the division, and Brewtown Trading Co. wants to send you and a buddy for free. Brewtown is your number one destination in Wisconsin for buying, selling, and trading sports cards and memorabilia. Here is how to enter. You can go to Brewtown store on 76th and Cold Spring, just off 894 in Greenfield to receive five entries to win when you mention Locked on Packers. While you're there, check out the shop. They're always stocked with the hottest releases of wax from Tops, Panini, and Upper Deck. Plus, they're always interested in your unwanted sports cards and memorabilia. They're always having events, so follow their social accounts for the latest schedule. Use the Locked on Packers hashtag on the Brewtown Facebook page or on Twitter for another free entry to win tickets. Not local? Check out their live breaks on Facebook or have them ship product directly to your house. Again, Brewtown Trading Co. located just off 894 at 76th and Cold Spring in Greenfield. And on Facebook and Twitter, Brewtown, home of the hobby's biggest hits. Yeah, and and I know Jake Kumaro is a name that that has been out there a lot. He is beloved among the fans. Uh, touchdown Jesus. 
Uh, Alan Lazard is an intriguing guy. Darius Shepard, I thought, even though he didn't get a lot of targets on Thursday, he did some nice things with his route running. Uh, if if there's going to be someone that has to step forward and, and Devontae Adams can't play, one of those guys is going to have to play. One of those guys, if Green Bay wants to win, has to has to step into a role and 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 make an impact. If you had to, you know, look in your crystal ball here, which of those three guys do you think is most likely to be that guy that steps up? Um, I'm curious to see a little bit more of Darius Shepard in action, especially in the slot. I think he's more of a natural fit there, obviously, with his height and his speed. I'm curious. I know the Packers have been using Geronimo Allison in the slot. I'm curious if maybe if they had a, a shepherd there instead, if they would move him outside and if Allison would find a little bit more success out there. Um, that's something that I would like to personally see. I, I'd imagine that they want to continue to use Jake Kumaro in the red zone like they did a couple games ago when he was active. Um, they've also used Alan Lazard in the red zone too. He's a good big target. Uh, same, I mean, Jimmy Graham obviously too, as Ryan Wood likes to say. With age, size does not go away, and Jimmy Graham is still a big target in the end zone. So, that, I mean, that at least he has that much going for him. So that is sort of what I would anticipate and would like to see. It would be interesting to see Darius Shepard doing a little bit more in the actual receiving game than just the return game, as we know that he's being utilized back there. So we'll see what they end up doing on Sunday. I'm with you all the way. I I would love to see De- Darius Shepard get a little bit more playing time. There's he's got a, he's got a different kind of skill set, right? He can do some different kinds of things, a different sized player, all of that stuff. So I'll be interested to see what happens there. On the other side of the ball, uh, Thursday, you know, the Packers hope that was a blip. Uh, there was some some extenuating circumstances there with the, with the special teams miscues, but it seems like there is so much young defensive talent here. And and so much, I mean, for lack of a better word, swagger that a, a defensive performance like we saw on Thursday, it, it doesn't seem like it's going to hurt the confidence of someone like Jair Alexander or Darnell Savage. I, I wonder if, you know, these these young these young players are almost they're almost too inexperienced to know that they, they should be more worried about some of this stuff and they'll <laughs> just, con- just continue to play well. Yeah, I don't think anything could shake Jair Alexander's confidence ever. I I don't know, just based off of the interactions that I've had with him and his manner in general, he's very mild mannered. Um, not necessarily, not he's, he's a loud guy and he's boisterous and whatnot, but he, you know, he's, he's always collected and he's pretty much a, a confident guy in the locker room and clearly on the field too. And yeah, no, they can't let it. It's, it is, it's early. It's too early to be panicking. The defense has had three, great games and one game that was not fantastic and certainly not they weren't filling up the stat sheet like they were in the first three games of the season so that they're not accustomed to that but it it wasn't a total you know it wasn't terrible it could have been it could have been worse so I think they still yeah they've got a lot going for them still and I think uh, Jair is already off to a great start he's had a great season so far and Darnell is I mean, for a rookie, has been very impressive as well. His speed translates to the field as well. He's not just a fast guy in a vacuum, really. He he is fast on the field too, and I think it sh- it shows in his game. So, um, I it's early to be panicking about the defense. It's early to be panicking about 
anything. I don't know if other people would agree with me, but even the offense, I mean, we're four weeks into a brand new system and they're still figuring out what, what's making them go. And I, I believe that they have been improving week to week. So it's not been perfect, but I think there are improvements there. And I think the defense still has a lot to be proud of. And they're, I mean, if they want to win on Sunday, they can't really let their confidence be shaken too much here. Yeah, no question. I'm going to channel my inner uh, ESPN talking head show with this question. Uh, I think as I as I made the case yesterday that this is a a potential touchstone moment for the Packers. Uh, This is their first adversity of the season. Now they go on the road against another NFC contender. And as Geronimo Allison said, people are going to be in that locker room looking to Matt LaFleur to, to show some leadership, I think they're going to be looking to the other guys in that locker room to show some leadership. So do you buy, do a little buy or sell, do you buy this week as a potential touchstone moment for this season? Yeah, I mean, this is, this is a big game. It's, I cannot imagine being the Packers right now heading into, I mean, it's, it's going to be tough. It's not going to be an easy one. Ezekiel Elliott's one of the best running backs in this league. Um, and the Packers' run defense, as we know, has been struggling. And if they really ride him on Sunday, which I'm, I'm sure they will, that is going to be a big challenge for the Packers. And on the road, no less. Um, they're, Cowboys are coming off of a pretty tough loss last night. Uh, definitely not not a good one to give up. Um, it was uh, it was a it, that was a really entertaining game. But anyway, it was um, it's going to be a big game. I think obviously all these road games are challenging for them, having the record that they had last season on the road. Um, it's important for them to go out and to, to win these games on the road now. Um, and the Cowboys are not going to be an easy uh, easy opponent on the road, no less. So yeah, oh, it's it's uh, I buy that for sure. It's not it's not going to be an easy one. Terrific. I, uh, I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, this, I think it's going to be a really fun game, just like just like Sunday night. And uh, basically the whole country, Fox set this up so it's basically a, a de facto national game. So everyone is going to see if this is, in fact, a touchstone moment for the Green Bay Packers. Olivia, let my listeners know if they are not already following you, if they're not already reading the work that, that you put out there or, or the podcasts or the videos where they can find that stuff. Sure. Yep. Everything is on PackersNews.com or JSOnline.com. You can check me out there. I do a lot of video stuff. Uh, you can also follow me over on Twitter at Reiner Olivia. I'm on Instagram, kind of at Olivia Reiner. I'm trying to be better on Instagram. We're getting there. I promise. Make it very rewarding for you all if you follow me. And I'm also on Facebook as well, Olivia Reiner, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, Packers News. So, however you like to follow people on social media, I am in all of those places. So definitely check out our stuff. The consummate content creator, Olivia, thanks for coming on Lockdown Packers. You're welcome. All right, I want to thank Olivia again for joining the show. Remember to follow her. She is she is coming up on a year, and, and I thought it was really fascinating to hear her talk about you know the differences and, and coming into a locker room and a team where she didn't know any better she just like oh is this i guess this is just how it is and, and to hear from her colleagues say you know this is there's some weird stuff going on here and now she can see the difference that it's just it's such a great perspective we had matt schneidman on 
a couple weeks ago, and he was coming from Oakland, and he had a different perspective coming in, kind of fresh from from everything, and, and didn't get a chance to experience what happened with Mike McCarthy. So it, it's always fun to get their perspective coming in and, and really learning in real time what's going on. Uh, just really, really insightful stuff from Olivia. So go check out the work that she does. Hit the ground running over there. So you can also follow me on Twitter if you feel so inclined at Peter underscore Bukowski. Uh, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. We'll be back tomorrow with Crossover Wednesday. The guys at Locked On Cowboys do an outstanding job. So check that out. And and my hope is to have a guest for Thursday as we continue to break down the Cowboys, really dig into their roster, what these matchups look like. And, and I have a, a very smart football person in mind who I, I think will make an awesome guest. So that is my hope, my goal. I don't want to overpromise and underdeliver, but I just want to let you know I'm working on it for you. For you. I do it for you. Uh, and anytime you want to hit us up on the Longtown Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 920-341-3775 to stay locked on Packers.